Okay, so I was listening to the Breakfast Club earlier, and I was listening to what Mike Epps was talking about as far as gatekeepers are concerned. And he was talking about how black people in Hollywood, there's certain people on certain levels that um, keep the gate (laughs) for other comedians they at the gate determining who can make it and who can't or who gets what starring role you know because basically what basically is like this when you are a star and you have a platform and you've made it to a certain level The, the higher-ups are looking to you to determine or, you know, to kind of, like, make the decision as to who's the next star, who's the next um, who's the next person up, pretty much, is what I'm trying to say. So what Mike Epps was trying to explain was, and he wasn't completely trying to throw... Um, Kevin Hart under the bus, but he was, he was saying like, you, you know, you got people that are acting funny in the business. You understand? They're acting real funny because they pretending to be victims when really they be starting shit. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. So, I get what I get what Kevin Hart um, excuse me, I get what Mike Epps was saying. Um a lot of people was kinda like mad at Charlemagne. I was like looking at the comments and a lot of people were saying that Charlemagne was trying to play devil's advocate, but that's what Charlemagne do. You know what I mean? That's 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 him. That's that's Charlemagne, you know. Um, my thing is this. I think that Mike F spoke the 100% truth. Because on any job, anywhere you go, you're always going to have someone that's a gatekeeper that can block you from getting to your next spot. That's just the truth of things. That's the reality. That's just... Keeping it 100. And. It's a damn shame. But it's the truth. The thing that got me was. He was trying to. Explain that he wasn't hating. On. Kevin Hart. Because Kevin Hart wanted to switch the narrative. And make it look like. People hating him because he's so successful. But Mike Epps was trying to explain that he's got his own success. He's not hating on Mike uh, on um he's not hating on Kevin Hart. He's not hating on Kevin Hart because of his success, because Mike Epps has his own success and his own right. And 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 Mike Epps has been around. As a matter of fact, he's been around on the top longer than um Kevin Hart. Now you might be looking at all of the shows and the 
venues, the big time venues that Kevin Hart has, and that's not knocking that. But there's a lot of people, especially in the black community, that don't think that Kevin Hart is really that funny. We keep it at 100. We keep it a buck. A lot of people don't feel like he's that funny. So, that was just an opinion from Mike Epps. You know, Mike Epps was just giving an opinion. You can't knock him for his opinion. He was just keeping it 100 and keeping it real. You know, a lot of people, you can't confuse talent and success. You can be successful and not be that talented. You could just know the right people. I know a lot of people in that position, man. I know a lot of rappers that have made it solely off the fact that they knew the right person. There's some people that you that you would not have even heard of if it was just based off of talent and talent alone. You know, so I have to, I have to, um, I have to say I'm on, I'm on Mike Epps side on this one. You know, to keep it 100 with y'all, I have to, I have to say I'm, I'm with. I think that Mike Epps is in the right on this one, and that's not even to. I, I mean, I don't watch no Kevin Hart movies. Are you going to say that I'm a hater because I don't think Kevin Hart is that funny? I'm not a comedian. I'm not even in that. I'm not in that. I'm I'm everything but a damn comedian. (laughs) You feel me? I'm definitely not no damn comedian. You know? I'm far from it. I'm up here updating the site here. I'm updating the website so you can hit a keyboard. Tapping in the background, but but yeah, man, I'm anything but that. But I feel what Mike Epps was saying was absolutely correct. You have gatekeepers that block certain individuals from going to that next level. All they gotta, because you got, even during slavery times, we had black people. Snitching <laughs> to master. Let's just keep it 100, man. We've always had those. You know, we've always had them that, uh, those uppity Negroes that were on a certain level that would say, Master, you sure you want to give him an extra piece of cornbread? I saw him out there in them fields. It looked like he was taking too many breaks to me, massa. You know, you always had those type. I, I know a few of them myself, and I've cussed a few of them out in my lifetime. I, being modest, I've cussed out more than a few. I've cussed them out on a daily, basically. I'll be 100. Now, I'm not talking about on this show. I'm talking about at work. I'm on my way to work. Um. 
I've cussed out police. <laughs> I just thank God, you know, the most high has been with me. You know, I ain't been in no trouble, but um this this is something that you normally do not get to see. You normally don't get to see the curtain pulled back. And what Mike Epps did was pull the curtain back. And he tried his best. If you listen to that Breakfast Club interview, he tried his best not to just say, I'm only talking about Kevin Hart. But he he was giving you clues as to what's happening. How this guy throw rocks and then hide his hand. And pretend like he don't know what's going on, like he played a victim role. I thought that that was key because it. I see what he's what he's uh, what he's uh, what he's saying. You know, you got some people that talk trash, talk their little slick shit, and then um, when somebody fire back at them, oh, why are they attacking me? Oh, they just must be jealous of my success. No, it ain't that. We see what you did. See, you got to remember something else. Mike Epps and Cat Williams are privy to what's going on behind the scenes. The things that we don't see that Kevin Hart, the little slick shit that Kevin Hart does behind the scenes that we don't know about, they know about it. Okay? And some of this stuff is just starting to leak out and they able to, you know, they pulled the curtain back a little bit and let us see a little bit of what's going on behind the scenes. So this is what's happening. But I think the majority of people, from at least from the comment section, understood exactly what Mike Epps was saying. And they, you know, they they people ain't stupid. We get it. Alright, do me a favor, ignore the noise in the background. I'm gonna talk about um Conor McGregor and um Khabib and this was um a fight that man um McGregor got his ass whooped I mean really got his ass whooped and deservedly so when you talk about a man's family his religion Plus the bus incident. And Khabib wasn't done. When the fight was over, he still wanted to beat some more ass. So he went after um he went after the um he went after one of uh McGregor's men on the outside. And I ain't never seen nobody jump that cage that fast. Even Dana White said that. <laughs> Dana White was like, man, he got over that cage so fast. When that fight was over, Khabib went running after McGregor's uh, folks. He jumped that cage so fast, man. Khabib still wanted to whoop some ass. And I don't blame him for all the, you know, for all the things that were said about him, you know. And McGregor talking about he won a rematch. I don't know for what. Cause he's gonna get his ass whooped again. From what I've seen, he he can't he can't. He's he's not built for um, Khabib. Khabib gonna whoop that ass again. The only thing that bothers me is that you know the state of Nevada and 
the um, commission is going to probably, um, they might even strip the belt from Khabib. I'm hoping not, man. I'm really, really hoping that doesn't happen, but um, it could really happen. From what um, Dana White is saying, and it doesn't sound good, you know. I don't know if charges going to be pressed against Khabib, but Khabib was, he was apologetic and unapologetic, as he should be, you know. Somebody um, talk trash about your family and your your heritage and, you know, it's personal. It went beyond the fight. It became personal. And Conor McGregor loves to make everything personal. So he personally got his ass whooped. And almost got his man's ass whooped in the process. You know? Um, from what I'm hearing, also, I think Dana White said that he came on... Um, he came on first take and said that um, they're holding Khabib's purse. So... These are the, this is the bad stuff that came from it, you know, not the fight after the fight, not, not the, not the after fight. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I'm in support of that. Listen, somebody disrespect you, you got to disrespect them back, you know, and Khabib was about that action. <laughs> Khabib was about to show, you know, let's, let's, let's stand there and talk. And then the fact that his folks came in there and swung on McGregor. So it show you who the real tough guy is. McGregor talked all this smack, but we see who the real tough guy is. Khabib and his folks is really about their action. Not just Khabib, but the people that's with him. They came in and swinging on McGregor, yo. Nas uh, had a song that said, Quiet niggas are kill. Loud niggas talk shit. But they be the ones that get killed. And this is one of those cases, you know. Um, so, um, this is this is a very bad situation because I got a feeling. That they're going to be really, really, really um, strict to the point. Um, they're gonna. It's going to be a hard sentence on Khabib. I think. I think they're going to come down. I think they're going to bring the hammer down. They're going to bring the hammer down on Khabib. I, I really believe that. Um. You can see from if Dana White is already projecting that these things can happen as far as them holding his purse, stripping his title, charges could be brought up. Um, you can see one of those three. I can see at least two of those, two, two of those three things happening. The reason being is because this was a mega block, um, blockbuster fight, and and Nevada's not going to have it. They're not going to have it. They're not going to. They're not going to let this 
this incident, people could have really gotten hurt. They're, they're going to take this opportunity to show that they're not going to allow this type of thing to happen again. And again, I understand completely where Khabib is coming from. I'm team Khabib all the way in this one. You disrespect my family, my heritage. You tried to injure somebody on the bus. I get it. But the state of Nevada ain't going to get it. And they're going to use this as an opportunity to show that this type of behavior is not going to be the norm. They're not going to let someone else get any bright ideas. You know, it's just like the NBA had to handle Ron Artest. You know, so I think it's I think it's like the same situation, but I don't want them to take the belt from him. You know, as a, as a fan, I hate to see that. He won that fight fair and square. Everything that happened after the fight, it's things that happened after the fight. You know. And it is the fight business. Things get personal. But I don't want them I don't want to see them uh I don't want to see them take the belt, but it could happen. He could get stripped of the title. You know, maybe in the earlier days of UFC, something like this could have happened and they might have you know, he could have not necessarily get away with it, but they may have been lighter on him, but I think that now that it's become such a, a a major sport, it's big business, it's big money in this. UFC is worth a lot of money, and there's a lot of eyes watching it. It's not the little sport that it used to be, you know? And because of that, they're going to have to set an example. Nothing like this has happened before. And when you're the first one to make it happen, they're going to make an example out of you. <laughs> so just get ready. The hammer's getting ready to come down. So after the big melee and the uh, Damn near riot that almost took place at UFC uh, 229 uh, after the McGregor uh, Khabib fight. Uh, Khabib finally uh, addresses the media and uh, gave his apology, but it was kind of like a non-apology. And again, I understand. So here's his uh, post-fight comments. Again, I say I understand where he was coming from. Khabib, congratulations on your victory tonight. But as I'm sure you're aware, the story is really about what happened after the fight, unfortunately. Can you tell us in your words what caused you to, to jump over the cage and, and to go after uh, Connor's team? What's up, guys? How are you? Uh, first of all, I want to say sorry to Athletic Commission. Nevada, sorry to Vegas. I know this is not my best side. You know, this is not my best side. You know, I'm a human being. And 
like I don't understand how people can talk about I jump on the cage, you know. What about he talk about my religion, he talk about my country, he talk about my father. He come to Brooklyn and he broke bus, he almost killed couple people. What about this? What about this shit? Why people talk about I jump over the cage? Why people still talk about this? Like I don't understand. I am respect I my father teach me, hey, you have to be always respectful. My old team where I'm training California seven years, everybody know who I am. All my friends, like everybody who know me, they know who I am, you know? And uh, I told you guys, these guys, not only him, his whole team and him, they tap machines. You know, I told you guys, when you put him wrong way, he gonna tap, you know? What happened today? Like they call him two-time world champion, like two weight classes, but today he tap. And that's why, Alhamdulillah, belt is here, undisputed, undefeated US lightweight champion. And you know, and I wanna say something like, um, you know, like people little bit, uh, it's not people, I think it's media. Media a little bit change MMA. This is respect sport, you know. This is not trash talking sport. This is respect, so like I told you before guys, I wanna change this game. I don't wanna people talk shit about like opponents, talk shit about his father, like, like religion, you you cannot talk about religion, you cannot talk about nation, you know, guys, you cannot talk about this stuff. And you know, this is for me is very important. And uh, uh, <clears throat> thank you so much, thank you guys, thank you for waiting for me here. I know my, my father gonna smash when I go home because I know he's gonna smash me. And uh, Nevada, sorry, Vegas, sorry. And Alhamdulillah, undisputed, undefeated UFC lightweight champion. Thank you so much. And I'm very proud about, like, all media talk about, he take picture with, uh, with Putin, something like this. He just called me and he said he oh, very proud of me. I win. And he said congratulations. And, you know, I told you guys, everything I'm going to change 6 October. And I do this. Alhamdulillah, thank you so much. Habib, can you talk about the fight before the brawl? So, he said what he had to say. <laughs> and, uh, you know, straight to the point. What would the day be without Trump news? Um... Yo, Trump just, uh, Trump says that the Kavanaugh sexual misconduct allegations, um, are complete hoax. Say it in Trump voice. It's a complete hoax. Nothing true. Nothing here to see. Nothing happened. I'm sure of it. Even though I wasn't there. Pretty sure I know. So anyway, um, uh, because of the complete hoax, this is coming from, uh, NBC, <laughs> NBC news. So, you know, it's going to be fake news. So it says, uh, let's see, it says <laughs> sexual allegation, um, sexual misconduct allegations against Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh are a hoax cooked up by people who now want to impeach a brilliant jurist. Um, President Donald Trump said 
Monday. He said, I've been hearing that. <laughs> I've been hearing that that now they're talking about impeaching a brilliant, a brilliant jurist, a man that did nothing wrong, a man that was caught up in a hoax set up by the Democrats, using the Democrats, <laughs> say using the Democrats' lawyers, and now they want to impeach him. Trump said on the South Lawn of the White House as he left the um, as he left to give a speech to uh, police chiefs um, um, to the to a police chiefs group in Orlando. So it says uh, last week before the Senate voted to confirm Kavanaugh, fifty one to forty nine. That was the vote. Uh, it says uh, Saturday, Trump mocked Christine Blasey Ford. I hope I'm saying it right. It says. Um, who had accused Kevin of trying to rape her when they were in high school. Um, then as soon as Kevin was confirmed, Trump said he believed Kevin denial over Ford's allegations. Uh, it says the hoax remark is the furthest um, the president has gone in trying to discredit Ford and other um, accusers. Trump appeared to single out allegations by Julie Swetnick. I believe that's how you say her name. I could be wrong. Could be sweet, Nick. I think it's sweet, whatever. Uh, says that Kavanaugh was present during a last, excuse me, during at least one gang rape. Now, this is, this is, this sounds horrible, right? One gang rape. Um, now, not to be, how do I say this? Uh, I'm, you know, a lot of times I like to stir the pot up, but I'm not trying to stir no shit up. But gang rape just sounds absolutely horrible. Um, if this dude is 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 guilty of this, he should be in jail. Um, if Cosby can go to jail, this asshole can go to jail. Um. The double standard in America is so. <sighs> Even in the NFL, I was just watching um, uh, High Noon, a show that comes on um, ESPN, and uh, they were talking about the 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 penalties in the NFL. You know, you can't even touch the quarterback anymore without getting the penalty. But in the game with the Cowboys versus the um, Texans, you got two black quarterbacks, um, Dak Prescott and uh, Deshaun Watson, and they were just letting them get hit. Um, had that have been, you know, Kirk Cousins versus, uh, I don't know, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers or something. <coughs> It would have been a different outcome. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, you see the same thing with the Me Too movement, the same thing with everything else. Um, Kevin now walks, Cosby goes to jail. Um, you know, this is a complete hoax, according to Trump. Um, but Cosby has to go spend the rest of his life, the what's left of it, in jail. 
and I think it's just a double standard. But anyway, um, I kind of got off subject because I just wanted to talk about that. But um, gang rape is like despicable. Gang up on a woman and rape her. Um, it says Kavanaugh was present during at least one gang rape. So they're saying there's a possibility that it could be more than one. It says, um, in quote, it says, take a look at the last one. He said it was all made up. It was fabricated and it was a disgrace. And I think it's going to really show you something come November 6th. This is uh, Trump speaking. He believe you know he backs Kavanaugh. Says it was a disgrace. It was all fabricated and a complete hoax. Well, he needs Kavanaugh to keep his ass from getting impeached. So it says, but um, Trump and other uh, Republicans have said the Kavanaugh fight has been unifying and energizing um, for the GOP, pretty much. Uh, but it's been. Uh, energizing and an energizing event for GOP voters um, ahead of next month's midterm elections. Um, Democrats say Republicans will be rejected at the polls in part because of the party's treatment of Kavanaugh's accusers. Again, I don't know. Um, at this point, um, Trump's ass should be in jail. Kavanaugh's ass should be in jail. I just don't know if there's anything the Dems can do at this point. Um, it just seems like whatever Trump does, Trump gets, you know, Trump gets away with it no matter what. And, You would think that the Democrats are going to have a blue wave. They're going to win the midterms. But I I just, again, I don't know. It's that. It's the fact that Trump has proven that he only needs his base to win. As long as they stick beside him, he's going to win. You know, unless there's some kind of change of heart. I don't know if this Kavanaugh situation could be the the thing that, or it could be the straw that breaks the camel's back because um, Republicans in the past have pretended to be such patriots and such... Um, but, you know, such uh, men and women of high morals, especially under Clinton, you know, they were they were talking about this. Is, Clinton is a disgrace to the White House because of his sexual uh, relations with uh, Monica Lewinsky. So at the moment, Trump is putting them and their morals to the test. Um, so we're going to see and we're going to find out if. They choose their morals over their party. And that's what this is going to come down to.
Um, we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, I tell you, <laughs> Trump is going to ride this fake news, hoax, conspiracy to the wheels fall off. And as long as he can continue to convince people that everything is fake news, everything's a hoax, the media is just in on the conspiracy, as long as he can keep people convinced of that, he's untouchable. As long as his base believes, he's untouchable. It's going to take a serious blue wave to get that man out of office. I can tell you that much. I'll be back. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android. 